Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the City Confessions. Today's guest is Jordan Scott. She is a decision-making entrepreneur and content creator. She's also the founder and CEO of Cobble, which is an app designed to help people make better, faster decisions together. And I think it's mostly geared towards couples. But hi, Jordan. How are you? And welcome. I'm great. I'm so happy to be here with you. And yes, we uh, we initially launched for couples, but we're in the process of expanding to helping all people uh, make decisions regardless of their relationship status with each other because our users loved using Cobble with their partner, but they were like, hey, we want to use this with all the people we figure out where to go to brunch with. So please do that. <laughs> yes, I love hearing that. Um, okay, so why don't we begin by having you introduce yourself to the listeners, tell us who you are, what you do, and also what your relationship is with New York City. Oh, I love that. So my name is Jordan Scott, and I'm the founder of Cobble. Uh, Cobble, um, as sort of previously mentioned, uh, is a decision-making app. Uh, I came up with the idea when I was tired of arguing with my then boyfriend, now husband, over what to eat for dinner every night. And uh, sort of thought, well, it'd be really cool if we could be swiping on amazing, highly curated content like restaurants and bars and experiences. And when we both swiped right on the same idea, we matched with each other. I thought that'd be really fun and also really um, interesting and unique. And so that's the first product we launched in June of 2020. Um, and of course that was in the thick of the pandemic. So alongside that we launched, you know, recipes and what to watch on Netflix. And we've just been swiping away ever since. And as mentioned, we are about to expand to friends and family and colleagues, uh, not just couples because people really love our platform and the content and they want to be able to swipe with whoever they want. Uh, so that's cobble. And then my relationship with New York city. Oh, I love that. And I, I can't wait to hear about how, uh, you sort of fell in love with the city too, Marianne. Yeah, um, for sure. You go but first. <laughs> I, I came here uh, in 2012 uh, to attend New York University, and it was the only college I ever wanted to go to. I don't. I really was like, I will not be going to college if I can't go to NYU. Um, it was just my dream school forever and ever. And so when I got in, um, that was really the start of my, you know, real, real love with NYC, you know, not just the uh, glamorous looking at it from afar. Um, and I knew I really had no desire to leave. Once I finished school, um, I 
had studied journalism and I was working at CBS this morning, the morning program at um, CBS, obviously. And uh, when I was there, I just sort of realized that that wasn't, you know, the dream thing I could have been doing in New York. And I really wanted to focus more on making the most of the city with my partner, with my, you know, husband. And uh, that's when I thought of Kabul. That is so amazing. I love hearing that. It, it sounds like an easy, you know, path. Obviously, I know it's not. So we're going to dive yeah. into the challenges and all of that in a little bit. But mm-hmm. I know you were curious to learn a, a little bit about me as well. So yeah. I'm actually a native. I was That's born cool. and raised here. And I also grew up in the Lower East Side, which is basically the heart of Far Central. Yeah. <laughs> so you can only imagine what that experience was like. But I love the city and the reason why, yeah, I would meet so many people and I never knew how, well, I, hmm, let me see how to phrase this. I knew how great of a city it is, but hearing it from other people and hearing their stories and knowing how much they dreamt of coming here, just like what you said, you know, even with your decision to go to NYU, you knew in your heart, you almost like made that as, you know, all or nothing, which I just admire and I love. So when I was hearing other people being so fascinated with the city, I have always been a proud New Yorker, but even more than I was like, wow, I'm so grateful for the city. And that's what inspired me to start this podcast because I love meeting new people. And I just, I'm so curious to know people's story. I think it's so just interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's something very cool about a native New Yorker interviewing um, people who are transplants, right? Like mm-hmm. most people come from somewhere else and like get to New York and they're like, mm-hmm. I just got to get to New York, like whether that's from the Midwest or that's from across the world or whatever it is. Um, but you're like, I was born into this life. Like mm-hmm. I, I had no other choice. I was here and I was glad to be here. And not to say that I'm sure there weren't challenges growing up in the city. In fact, I'm really interested in hearing what challenges you faced as a kid being in New York City, right? Like, I always joke that going to NYU is, you know, most people go to college, and it's sort of this stepping stone to the real world. And I feel like I got to NYU at 17 years old, and I was just in the world. Like, my dorm was on a city street with people working. And that was my campus. And I really loved that. Um, And I wouldn't have wanted anything else. So I don't know. Did you leave the city for college? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because I did get to NYU and I was debating. It came down to honestly NYU or Syracuse. And it was a total opposite for me. Yeah, you needed to get out there. I, I think you made definitely the right choice. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I can walk to NYU because I live literally like 15 minutes from the school. And I just felt like it would just be an extension of my high school experience. Obviously, college is different, but I really wanted that college experience that you saw in movies. Like I wanted to dorm and attend the frat parties and Uh go to a school that had really great sports culture right and I just felt that Syracuse was a great choice that encompassed all of those elements that I was looking for and did it 
It did, yeah. But there are times, well, there are moments where I I think, okay, what would my life have been, you know, had I stayed in the city and been in NYU? But I also knew that and I would always, always, always return to the city. Right, exactly. Like it's just it already my home. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I was like, you know what? The New York isn't going anywhere. No, <laughs> so. no, I think you totally made the right choice. Also, I definitely feel like I missed out in several aspects, you know, like we didn't have house parties. We didn't have school spirit. Like NYU doesn't even have a football team. We, I don't think I went to a single sport my entire <laughs> college career. And granted, I did grow up in Albany, New York, where, you know, there was some school spirit. But here's the other thing. I'm not a school spirit kind of person. <laughs> so sometimes you just have to uh, face it and and understand that maybe you can't exactly live out the movies at least I was trying to live out you know sex in the city and 13 going mm-hmm. on 30 and you mm-hmm. know movies that were far beyond what I should have been going after at 17 um mm-hmm. but I uh isn't it funny how we all like just look at movies and say like this is what I think we should do <laughs> absolutely it's it's really funny I, I was never the type to also be like into school spirit but it definitely helps when you're in in an environment that just bleeds that energy. It's really contagious, and yeah. it definitely helped because Syracuse was such a great school. We we did amazing in basketball. Like oh my god, it is like so, an ultimate yeah. sports school. It's the yeah. like, basketball is the thing over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that we're bonding over our college experiences, even though they're very different. I want to bring it back to you and learn more about Kabul. So tell me about the challenges since you guys did launch basically in the height of the pandemic, as you Mm -hmm. mentioned, and just how did you transition from those tough times until now, even though I'm not saying, you know, it's over. Yeah, no. I mean, you tell me how the journey was and how it is, how it, how it was before and how does it compare to current day? Yeah, I mean, we had this app, you know, I was slow getting this made. Um, I really took all of 2019 to really develop what I wanted to build for the first time. And we designed it and we had so many iterations and we user tested our designs and there was so much work that went ahead of even the very first launch. And we had a really strong beta test at the end of 2019. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. You know, we're going to launch probably spring of 2020. You know, we want to make some changes based off of the beta and we'll be ready to go spring. Like when all the New Yorkers, as you know, you know, they come out of their apartments, like blinded by the sun and they're like, oh my God, we did it. Like we, we are, this is why we stay in New York is because this feeling of warmth on your skin after winter in New York is like, honestly, there's no better feeling out there. And so I was like, that's the perfect time to launch an app. That's all about experiencing your city and being out at the things and being with the person you love. And, uh, so we had planned on launching, I think like April, uh, 2020. And of course what happened was the pandemic hit and, I did for a second sort of tell myself that we could just launch when this disease has passed and we'll have an even stronger launch and people will be even more excited. But very clearly it was, you know, obvious that this thing was not going away anytime soon and we needed to find a way to pivot 
or else we were never going to launch. Um, and so what we did was had our team of writers uh, sort of switch over to writing all about, like I mentioned, what to cook in your apartment. You know, everyone was stuck inside. What to watch on Hulu and Netflix and Amazon. And uh, as all these new streaming services launched, you know, we made sure we were on top of what was cool and what was coming out that was new and fun. And all of the streaming events and everything that moved online, you know, we really just tried to stay on top of it for our users. And we launched in June of 2020. You know, I, I took the those first, um, those last months of spring, I should say, to produce all of that content. And then we launched in June of 2020. And we had, you know, a really excited group of people, you know, they were bored, they wanted to swipe, they wanted to interact with each other in a way that was different and, you know, something novel. And we, because of that, we had a pretty strong launch. Um, and we were then able to raise our seed round, which I don't know how many people on here you interview that are in, in startups and have raised money, but that was a totally new experience for me. And that was by no means easy, but it was faster than I expected. And it was so rewarding. Like I really, really found out about myself that I love to pitch this company. I love to pitch the giant vision of the company. And, uh, we raised over $3 million in two months. And first of um, all, congrats. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. Um, and so then because of that, we were able to start hiring and we have hired, you know, 25 people now that are working on the product and working on content. And we just started some marketing efforts. And now, you know, a year under our belts of having people in the product and using it, we've made like some pretty serious updates and improvements and are really hoping that we finally have hit product market fit with, uh, with the product in that we're launching several new features. Uh, the first one is called collections. So rather than downloading the app and having just one giant deck of what we call cards, you know, you might swipe right on a recipe and then swipe left on a restaurant and then swipe right on a movie. Um, we actually are going to have all these little packs of cards that are super editorialized, like, you know, the best brunch spots in Chelsea and the top 10 Amazon Prime shows you need to watch this week. And you can now swipe on those mini collections and then share them with whoever you want and see where you match, which is pretty cool. Um, and so we're sort of simultaneously expanding functionality, uh, relationship type, you know, you being able to use this, not just with your significant other and also city. So we're launched in New York city, of course, um, but we're about to launch Miami, LA, and Atlanta. And then of course, no matter where you are in the world, you can use our stay in, uh, content, but yeah, that's, it's just been a year of learning more than anything. And I think it's important to tell anybody who's listening that, you know, the chart isn't always a straight line up and to the right, you know, it's going up and down and up and down and up and down and Ooh, big blip. And then, Ooh, what happened this week? Like what, you know, so it is not linear by any means, but at least the team is really, you know, we get along so well, we're really empowered to see this thing succeed. And, uh, that's really it. If you like talking to the people you work with, like, that's all you can ask for. I love hearing that. And it got me thinking of so many questions just because I personally have not dabbled into the app. 
So just for like logistic questions. Okay, so one, I'm gonna just fire them. Yeah, go so for it. So one, is it free? Two, yes. wait, okay, <laughs> yes, we love free stuff, guys. Please go download Cabo. <laughs> Secondly, so I know you have like recipes, but aside from things to make at home for the events, I don't know, if you, wait, is it basically, is it events or is it mostly things to do in New York City that is evergreen? It's both. Um, we'll have, you know, renting kayaks in the Hudson River and, you know, a special movie screening at some underground bar. Um, our writers are just super talented in digging up this sort of exciting, interesting stuff. It's not like you have to scroll through Eventbrite for nine hours to find something good. You know, we do that for you. <laughs> um, and it's it's just all about, you know, getting that sort of exciting moment when you match with your partner and eventually with you know, whoever, when you didn't even know that they would want to do that. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, we both swiped right on this, you know, cocktail making class. We should do it. Okay. And then my other question is, let's say, you know, you and your husband, are you both just naturally using the app, you know, whenever you guys feel fit or, you know, it fits in your schedule, just like casually. And then Will it give you, I guess, a list of the matches or like once you both match to a specific type of activity, it alerts you or how does that, how does the matching work? Yeah. Amazing question. So yeah, you basically can use it whenever you feel like it, whenever you just feel like being inspired, when you start maybe looking for plans and then exactly whenever you both swipe right, we're going to alert you that there's a match And then there's what we call a do it button on every single card. So depending on what the card is, it might be making a reservation. It might be buying a ticket. It might be um, adding it to your calendar. Um, There's all these sort of like action items of how can you actually make this happen right now and get it on the books, Um, which is, again, what we really care about. We want to be able to tell you this is a match. You both want to do this. You know, as we get smarter and as we continue to grow, we want to be able to link up with your, you know, outside calendars and be able to tell you you're actually both free. Like you should definitely do this, you know, whatever that entails. Um, and we are already starting to sort of put that sort of logic in place, which is really exciting. That's so amazing. Like no more excuses, you know, yeah. like you're free. I'm free. Let's just do it. Let's just put it on the calendar. Exactly. So I love hearing that. <laughs> I'm curious to know what is the one activity that you and your husband did or match and you were like what the heck like this is this oh is was God. crazy unexpected too many to literally count really um, yeah there's so many things that I'm like there's no way he would swipe right on this <laughs> and then I'm like oh my god this is great usually it's like you know a super girly like bakery <laughs> that's all pink or something like that that I'm like oh he knows I would just love this or maybe he's just in the mood for something sweet I don't know um but for him he's also surprised when we match on Like, for example, I swiped right on this crazy, cool rock climbing place. And he was like, I literally probably wouldn't have even asked you about that because I just didn't think you'd be down to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Every time we match on like a hike nearby New York, it's always like a very exciting moment for him. Um, But there's there's just the thing is there's so much different content on there that I think is what one of the things that makes it really special is like there's no matter what your weird interests are is going to have something to surprise and delight you. Absolutely. And I think what this does, aside from helping couples really carve and dedicate time together, 
it also is a way to get to know each other on a personal level and as couples I'm not in a you know I'm single but I feel like it gives you a way to still get to know somebody because you're both still growing as individuals but still having that curiosity towards each other so that I see is a great element in the couples um factor and I think individually it also challenges you to kind of go out of your comfort zones because I'm sure when people see a certain event their maybe initial reaction is oh no but maybe when they look into it or like actually just just take an extra right like five seconds to digest what you're reading yeah you might be like (laughs) exactly and you might be like hey this sounds really interesting so I love that it gives it's more than just okay let me hang out with my my boyfriend my husband it's like okay let's both again like get out of our comfort zones and in the process you're bonding which is a beautiful thing I like that I like that idea a lot yeah I mean I think it's great for couples just getting to know each other and it's great like you said to keep it fun and keep it fresh and you know not get bored mm-hmm. exactly okay so I want to shift gears a little mm-hmm. bit and basically ask you Jordan what keeps you up at night and this can mean you know metaphorically or literally mm-hmm. but I'm just curious to get to the core of people. I know that we sometimes portray ourselves as, you know, badasses, like crazy successful entrepreneurs, and that can still be valid. I am not underestimating your accomplishments at all. But my whole purpose is also to shed light on the fact that we are humans and that we do go through a lot of behind the scenes that may not be shown or talked about. So for you in this particular moment, as we are recording, is there anything that is stressing you out? And if there isn't, that is fine as well. Who the hell would ever say that there's nothing stressing them out? No, but I meant like there, there are phases in life. Like, you know, there are phases when you're like, yo, I am, I'm feeling so good right now. That's that's, true. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, but I also think that stress is something that propels me forward, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, while. I don't love being extremely stressed and overwhelmed and anxious, all the things that I definitely am much of the time. I also think it's something that gives me a little bit of that fire um, and I need that push. So it's a strange thing, you know, but I mean, in this moment, I we're about to release a major new update to the app. Um, if you haven't downloaded Cobble yet, I would actually wait until August 4th, August 5th, because we actually release tomorrow, August 3rd. And um, I'm really excited to see what the response is. But of course, things are going to go wrong and there's going to be bugs and, you know, you need to figure those things out quickly. But I think every good thing is laced with stress and we just have to know that going into it. Um, I happen to also be planning a major wedding Um, My husband and I had a little 10-person ceremony this past New Year's Eve, but we actually have a big wedding celebration um, on September 4th, so just a few weeks away. And uh, that is another extremely giant stress um, in in my life. I think uh, running a business uh, is one thing, but planning a wedding, which is basically like launching a mini startup all in itself. is also extremely stressful and you know everything else family friends you know there's always something 
that might just be like a tiny, not thorn in your side, but something that's in the back of your mind all the time that you're worried about or stressed about. So it's always a combination. And I would say at this exact moment, I'm probably on the more serious end of, of stress. I don't feel like, all right, I've like been eating well, I've been crushing it at work, everything's good with my outside stuff. Like right now, I would say I'm just trying to keep it together and take it task by task, which I shout out to Notion. Um, that's where all those tasks live. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when I hear you talk about stress and what's happening in your lives, there's something that reminded me of, I guess, another thinking or thought that I read about. And, you know, it was talking a lot about just like phases in, in, in your life, right? And there are moments where it might just be planting and there might be just growing and there might be moments of like, okay, you really, really, really have to put in the work. Like this is the time to do so. And being a New Yorker, I felt very... Mm, I don't know, like that thought was weird to me because I was always on autopilot. And just like what you mentioned, I almost felt like stress was my best friend that I also mm -hmm. thought was really like annoying at times. <laughs> or maybe yeah. like a sibling, right? You have that sibling love where you love them, but you also like can't stand them. Yeah. And that's how I felt. And I think maybe it was after the pandemic or during the pandemic when I started to realize, okay, you know, obviously work was affected and a lot of things were changing. And, you know, this was for all of us. But I had a moment where I was like, okay, instead of being so hard on myself to really embrace, you know, the current phase that you're in right now. Yeah. And I just moved about a, a month ago and I'm still not settled. And I'm not sure if you, you know, have moved in the past, but it's oh, a very stressful process of oh. trying to find an apartment. So just add that to the list. Yeah. Yeah. Just add it. But it's such a stressful time. And I, I'm the type of person that I need to get my home in order before answering to the world, just because yeah. it is such a, you know, anchor point mm -hmm. for me. And I could have looked at it and said, okay, you're not productive in a work, you know, aspect. But I also find that working on your home is still work. It Absolutely. is still, you know, filling your cup. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we need to remind each other because we don't always need to be doing something. No, you're right. And that's beautiful advice. And I really appreciate it. And I'm definitely going to try to take that to heart in my uh, highest stress moments. The other thing I like to tell myself is just like, yes, I'm stressed and I often can take that stress out on, you know, the people closest to me. Mm -hmm. And when I remind myself that if I'm just good to people and kind, and that will not only make, you know, other people feel good around you, which is the point of doing it, but it does reflect back on you and it does feel better and you start to feel better. You know, mm -hmm. I, I often find myself just like complaining to my husband and I'm like, have I said anything to him today that wasn't negative? Like that doesn't feel good for him. That doesn't feel good for me. And uh, sometimes it's like a little bit faking it till you make it like, but eventually you're like, oh, I feel better. So one, one tr trick, I guess, is just like, be kind. And how do you just keep being kind? And maybe eventually it'll turn around. 
No, I totally agree with that. It's also, it, it really is tied to faking it till you make it. Like sometimes when I have a bad day or I'm feeling bad, I, you know, you have to train yourself mm-hmm. to think the opposite. And even though in that moment you don't feel it, like it's not really aligning with your emotions, the more you do it, your brain is probably like, okay, I'm sick and tired of you telling me, you know, to feel happy or to like look at this in a positive light. I'm, I now see that. And you start feeding that and feeding that and feeding that. And then it becomes your reality. Yeah. And I agree with um, what you were saying about it's kind of like practicing gratitude, you know, like kindness yeah. is gratitude. And I always find that when I, I'm in a sticky situation or just, you know, situations where I don't want to be in, whether it's with people or just external forces, once you're saying, you know what, I'm actually grateful that I'm going through this because, you know, maybe it's teaching me X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I automatically feel this like weight lifted up me, but it's not easy. No, it isn't. <laughs> but you have a beautiful outlook on that. I think that's great. Oh, thank you. I try. It it was years of self-work. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So my podcast is called The City Confessions. And basically, as we are winding down, I would love to ask you, Jordan, if you can share a confession with all of us. And let me preface this, as I always do, by saying there is no right or wrong, good or bad. This is a judgment-free zone, and it can be something a little more deep and dark, if you like, or it can be something on the surface, light and silly. It's however you receive this question. So, Jordan. (laughs) Very interesting. You know, the first thing that popped into my head was like, a super embarrassing, terrible that too <laughs> that has happened in New York City. I mean, it's really, I mean, I I hope it's rare, but I have a feeling it might not be super rare. But I've definitely peed on a New York City street before. Um, at not my uh my best moment. However, you know what? I didn't make a lot of mistakes in college. I think that's a that's a pretty fun one that I don't believe anybody was around, but who knows? Also, I'm pretty sure my husband peed in the street last night when we got <laughs> out of the restaurant and couldn't get back in. Anyway, wait. When you say you peed, you meant this was on purpose, right? Like you weren't drunk. Oh, or you were drunk. Oh, oh, I was drunk, but I oh, okay. it was on purpose. Um, so both things are true. Um, <laughs> but it was I. Oh God, yeah, that was I want to say like freshman year, second semester. And the funniest thing about that is I was actually at a club for the first time with my parents my parents were going to a club and they were going to see a dj which if you knew my parents that's also like not them like they're not a cool fun djing (laughs) couple they just were going out with a bunch of friends and they were like oh invite your daughter she said nyu she should come and i invited a couple friends and uh yeah bottle service is real um and i guess (laughs) my parents were like she can handle herself um, but no, I, I peed on the street that night. So that was, uh, at least I remember it, you know, I mean, actually maybe it'd be nice if I didn't remember that. Um, <laughs> but now I, uh, now I walk these streets a little differently, um, <laughs> without being, on you've marked your territory girl. Oh so my God. Actually, I like thinking about it. Like that. <laughs> it's funny. I've actually never done it in New York, but when I was studying abroad in London, I really had to use the restroom. It was also, I think like 3 a.m. after clubbing. And my friend and I just went behind, you know, like a parked car and we peed. And then we look up and there was like a CCTV camera because in London, there's like cameras everywhere. And I was like, 
Oh, well, you know how often they catch people peeing on those things? There is. I'm sure. I'm sure. But I'm glad that you marked London. So maybe you should live there. Exactly. I love London, actually. Oh, Lord. Um, I'm trying to think of like a more interesting confession, though. Um, Well, here's the fun one. I mean, when I met my husband, I was 20 years old and I wasn't even technically obviously allowed in bars. But we met in a bar because my good girlfriend, who was also at NYU, was the bartender there because you can bartend before you're even 21, which I find crazy. Um, And she just would get me in and I'd sit there at the bar hanging out with her. And eventually she was like, Jordan, this is my regular Nick. And I was like, like, what is a regular? I don't think I'm interested in that. Um, And we just started talking and it was, you know, nothing crazy. And then I just kept seeing him at this bar. And uh, it was just, it in New York. It was in New York. It was in Gramercy. Do you remember which bar? Yes, it was called Exchange Bar, and it has since closed because it was a terrible bar that served underage children. <laughs> um, and, no, no, it was an amazing bar. But it was super divey, and uh, it closed like two months after we met there. And um, yeah, that's our that's our love story. Is uh, my confession is being in bars underage and apparently peeing on the street it's not my <laughs> I don't think it's my proudest podcast interview but it's been fun to talk hey about. you're being honest this yeah. is what we're about we're here to like peel back the layers and you know Absolutely. we have some embarrassing moments and some great moments and that's that's who you are and it makes you unique when people look at you they're like wow she's so amazing she's like this you know badass entrepreneur but then you also are human so. and peeing in the street exactly so. If you feed in the street, you too can have an app. Absolutely. And you can be both of Jordan and my friend because that's what we share in common now. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's okay. I know it is. Okay. I have a few more questions before we close it out. Oh. So what is your definition of success? Because I know you're trying, you know, you're building Cobble and I know maybe from like an entrepreneur's mindset, you have business goals. Mm-hmm. But more than that, just like in life, like what what makes you feel like you've either made it or you're like, wow, I'm killing it right now? You know, I, I play tennis very casually. My brother's a tennis player and um, my mom plays tennis. And the thing that immediately came to my mind was like, I just want to keep the ball in play. Like, I just want to keep hitting it back, not hitting it out. But if I do, like, not have it be the end of the game and just sort of keep rallying, um, I think that success is, you know, eventually you might win a game or a match or a set or whatever. But, you know, the longer I can just keep the ball in play and the crowd keeps filling up around us, you know, that's, that's success to me because um, the game is not over until you say it's over <laughs> or until Ooh, you're out. That's such, that's so good. I love that because you're basically saying, you know, success isn't measured by a specific goal or accomplishment or, you know, check off on your to-do list. It's really just almost like surviving and living and floating and, you know, just keep going. And I think that's so much of like success too, is just holding on. It's Mm. time, you know, it's so easy to feel like, okay, this didn't work. Um, 
I quit, you know? And I think that if people just like held on, especially if you really, really believe in what you're trying to do, like I really believe we can help people make better decisions and and do more together. Um, And that's, that's the, you know, North star. Um, And getting there, it's like, who knows? But as long as you keep the ball in play and keep making incremental improvements and keep getting people excited about what you're doing, you know, that's it. You're never going to get to a finish line. We all know that. So it's like, just have little wins and just feel, feel like that's enough. Mm, That's so beautiful. I want to take a moment right now to send you my gratitude for being on my podcast. I always like to just have a moment, you know, towards the end so my guests can fully, fully, fully receive my energy because I think too oftentimes we forget that, you know, nobody owes us anything. Mm. So the fact that you carve time out of your day to come speak with me and my audience and share your stories and wisdoms and lessons and all of that, it's a gift, right? And I don't take it for granted at all. So thank you so much for spending the last 36 minutes speaking with me oh thank you I felt that energy hard (laughs) I really appreciate it you absolutely bumped my my energy up at least several notches (laughs) um so I feel energized again to get back to get back to what I have to do and I am so grateful that you had me on your podcast as well Marianne and um I hope we continue the conversation and I wish you all the success in the world on everything you're working on as well. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay, so this episode, I know we're recording in August, but it's actually going live in September. Oh, so great. We'll have all yes. the kinks ironed out of the uh, of exactly <laughs> download. So I want it. Yes, I want you to actually plug away right now. So don't talk about what will be already released. I guess you can talk about what's what is happening in the app as of September, so people can just know. So yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Talk about that. Absolutely. So you'll be able to uh, use Cobble with whoever you want to make decisions with. You'll be able to swipe on amazing content. Um, hopefully it'll be launched in a couple of new cities. So keep an eye on that. Uh, you can find Cobble in the App Store and on the Google Play Store. Um, but you can always go to trycobble.com to learn more about how it works and, and get excited about it before you download. Perfect. Okay, I know I keep lying, but I really do just have one more question for you. I do this this all the time, but I have to end on a positive note, not that this hasn't been lovely. And my last question is, what is the one thing you love most about yourself, Jordan? Oh my God, what a beautiful question. Um, Right now, I'm going to go with resiliency. Mm. Um, I think that I know how to stick it out. Uh, I've made it this far is sort of all I think I want to have in my bio someday is like, if you're reading this, I did something right. (laughs) We are so alike. In my previous episode with Jessica, she actually turned the page on me and asked me that question. And I literally said the same thing as you. I said, I think, yeah, that I, I love that I'm really resilient. And it's just weird, right? Because like we haven't met each other, but I feel like we're so... We're so aligned. We're resilient chicks, baby. Yes, that pees on the streets with no shame. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, my God. All righty. Well, with that being said, (laughs) we are going to leave it at that. 
So again, Jordan, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. For everybody who is listening, be sure to click on the show notes for more information about Jordan, Cabo, and you can find the how to how to download the app and all the information. Be sure to just expand on the show notes. And yeah, that is all. I hope you all have a beautiful, beautiful day and stay tuned for next week's episode. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye.